0: Habits. Today's topic is stopping. We all have some good habits. We all have some bad habits. And we're going to focus on helping stop some of the bad habits. The thing in this series that's struck me probably the most is this. That most people have the similar goals, but different results. And that's really struck me. Yes, we all have similar goals. I want to have, you know, a great relationship with my spouse. I want to have a good relationship with my kids, uh, grandkids, I want to be a healthy person physically i want to be a healthy person emotionally i definitely want to be spiritually connected and growing in my relationship with god Uh, i want to be financially secure Um, we all have these same goals but if we look at statistics the majority of people live paycheck to paycheck uh, week to week that's they haven't reached that goal I don't know the percentage but a lot of people are not physically healthy certainly a lot of people aren't spiritually healthy Um, so what's the disconnect between the goal and the results nobody i don't believe says ah two years from now i want to be addicted to drugs or alcohol or pornography or whatever that's my goal that's my (laughs) what what i want want to happen and then some people just kind of just go through life, kind of drifting through life, and and I can't help but believe that at the end of their life, if not anything else, they're going to have lots of regrets. And so that's why we're talking about habits. If we can develop more good habits and less bad habits, we're certainly going to have less regrets uh, as we get to the end of our lives. Now, do we ruin our lives? One big event, you know, my marriage is great today, and I get divorced tomorrow. No, it doesn't happen that way. It rarely, rarely happens that way. What happens is, is as, as you can see, most people ruin their lives one bad habit, one day at a time. Then it ends up in a really bad place. So you don't work on your relationship and maybe you're neglecting your, your spouse and, and time goes on and it gradually goes, gets worse. And eventually, uh, one of the others says, hey, I, I'm finished with this. Uh, you didn't get married with that goal. But because of one bad habit, day after day, eventually you get to that place. Uh, no, one, no one that dies at the age of 58 uh, because of they've been overweight most of their life, uh, it wasn't a, they didn't eat too much or they didn't exercise or they ate the wrong stuff just once. It was day after day, week after week, year after year, and eventually uh, the body wears out. So, that's why habits are so important it's the daily habits that result in the things the goals that we want to achieve and we got to have as we talked about a system or a plan to get there now there's lots of examples of this in scripture but i'm just going to pick one you probably heard of the guy named samson he was known for being really having this extraordinary strength but if you look at, read the text and the story about samson um Even though he had this great uh, um, power, strength, uh, blessing from God, gift from God, he made some bad decisions. And it wasn't just one bad decision, but it started with one bad decision. And that's a verse we're going to read here. This is in Judges. One day, Samson went to the Philistine town of Gaza and spent the night with a prostitute. Not a good start, right? Uh, this, this is one day, this happened, and then it began to snowball in a series of events. Now, we need to understand that the Philistines, Samson was enemy number one to the Philistines. <laughs> so he went into enemy territory uh, to do this. The other thing you, can't underst- you need to understand, you can't <laughs> see in the text is this. It was about 25 miles from Samson's home to Gaza, 25 miles. So how did Samson end up in Gaza with a prostitute? How does anybody wind up in trouble 25? Who who does that? Well, the answer is we all do that, don't we? We make these decisions. Now, this is kind of interesting to me. Estimated there's about 5,600 steps in 25 miles. And so, that's a lot of steps. That was not one step, not two steps, but 5,600 steps. So, that began to spiral downward in his life. And if you know his story, uh, it ends tragically, even though he was, had this great potential that God had given him. Now, in this series, we're talking about, instead of starting with do's, I got to do this or don't do that, we want to start with the who. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be a, I think most importantly, a healthy spiritual person connected to God and growing and maturing in my faith and um, active in my service and, and love for others? If that's what I want to do, what habits do I need to develop to get there? Obviously, involving in ministry and, and church attendance and Quiet times with God and reading your Bible and praying—all these things, uh, financially supporting ministries, etc. They help me get there. I want to be physically healthy. I have to watch what I eat. I need to exercise. But my relationships—my wife and I—continually work on our relationship. Our relationship's great. We have this intimacy us app, and we work on these things. Uh, after all these years. Uh, so, who do you want to be? We want to have a great marriage. We want to be spiritually healthy. We want to be physically healthy. We want to be financially healthy. Uh, who do you want to be? So, based on <laughs> what you want to become, physically healthy, more, uh, financially healthy, whatever it might be, what one, again, We focus on one. Don't try and change a lot. Focus on one habit you need to start. So maybe you haven't been reading your Bible. So I'm going to start reading my Bible. Five minutes a day, I'm going to start reading my Bible. The other thing is, if you miss a day, it's okay. (laughs) Uh, Pick it up the next day. Uh, But to develop a habit, you have to do it most of the time. Uh, Financially, Uh, you've got, you know, $15,000 of credit card debt. Even with the stimulus check, you can't pay it all off, right? (laughs) So... You need to gradually work on that, start that habit of saving, you know, $100 a month and I don't know how long it'd take you to to pay that off, but a habit to accomplish what you want to become. So that's what we talked about last week, so today we're going to talk based on what you want to be, or who you want to become, what one habit do you and I need to stop? What is it I need to stop doing? Um, James, Brother Jesus wrote this in James chapter 1. He said, get rid of every filthy habit. Bad, we call them bad, but this translation used the word filthy habits and wicked conduct. So anything that's sinful, that's wicked, that is not beneficial to me and to others, I need to get rid of it. Well, how, how do you and I do that? Well, he gives us kind of the formula here submit to god okay okay god <laughs> i don't want to do what i want to do my ba- or whatever this bad habit i have i want to do what you want to do i want to do it results in the things that you want me to result in uh, my relationships better my finances is better my health my my spiritual connection with you to do that I have to accept the word that plants in your heart so part of this is a jesus follower. if you're not you can just pick your pick your own but there's jesus follower the Holy Spirit kind of, uh, use the word convicts, or kind of puts on your mind something that, that I really need to work on. Uh, so God kind of, kind of helps us pick it out. What do you feel convicted about? What makes you feel bad? You might have, we all have multiple bad habits, but what, when really, when you think about it, that's the one that, that, that bothers you the most. Because it's important to identify what it is. And I put this on your outline. You can't defeat what you can't define. Well, I got a bunch of bad habits. I've got 27 of them. Well, if you've got 27 of them, you're not going to fix any of them. So you need to focus on the one. So maybe you're struggling with gossip. Right? Gossip is horrible. The scripture talks about it a lot. So you have this tendency to spread, to spread uh, negative stuff about people. Um, that may be the one you have to work on. Uh, food is an obvious one. My wife's a al- uh, choc- chocoholic. That's not alcoholic, but chocolate, And um, so she has to be careful. Or otherwise, she would eat a bunch of chocolate. Uh, some chocolate's fine. Uh, others, It's not a certain food. It's the amount of food. Uh, for a lot of people, it's screen time. Time on your computer. Time on your, on your smartphone. And it's just kind of dominating your life. Or, Are taking over your life so you have to identify what it is that you want to work on right now conquer that you can move on to the next one but focus on one now here's one way you can identify it if more than one person (laughs) who loves you cares about you tells you that you have a problem like you're spending too much time on your cell phone whatever it might be then you have a problem you barely likely have a problem and you need to address it so Sometimes you get feedback from family members and loved ones and friends and say, you know, this is something I think you need to work on. And especially if it's more than one person sees it, then it's probably something you should and I should work on. Now, there is a difference between what we talked about last week and what we're going to talk about this week. There's a difference between why a good habit is difficult to start and a bad habit is difficult to stop. So let me break this down. Uh, first, a good habit is challenging at first. Okay, it's hard for me to s- settle aside that five minutes a day to read my Bible, whether it's in the morning or in the evening, to get in a habit. Uh, I got to fi- uh, pick a time that works, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, at first, but then the positive payoff is in the future. So I I do this. I do it two, three, four weeks in a row. I'm reading my Bible. It doesn't seem to make any difference. But six months down the road, you think, man, I really feel more connected to God than, than I, uh, I did before I started this, this habit, this good habit. Um, maybe it's exercise. So you're going to start, well, we say jogging, let's say walking. And you walk, uh, you know, two miles a day or maybe five miles a week and you do this for a month and you don't see a lot of a difference. But if you do that for six months, you're definitely going to see the difference. So it's challenging at first because the payoff is somewhere out there in the future and and we're not very patient people. But what about bad habits? Well, bad habit is easy at first, isn't it? (laughs) Then the negative payoff is in the future. So maybe you are a sugarholic and you eat a lot of sugar and, and you're doing this for 20 or 30 years and you wind up with type 2 diabetes. All right, the sugar was fun, it, was, it tastes good, and you ate it year after year after year, but then eventually your body re, uh, had a negative reaction to that. Maybe you've neglected spiritual things. Maybe you neglected church. And um, first, it doesn't really matter. But eventually you feel disconnected to God. In fact, maybe eventually you say, God, thanks, but no thanks. So at first, it's easy to do. Uh... But the payoff is somewhere, uh, negative payoff is in the future. It can be fun, right? But then it's not. Would you agree with that? That sin can be fun? Negative habits can be fun? Obviously, or you wouldn't do it. And someone said this, if, you're not, if they're not fun, you're not doing it right. <laughs> uh, so do you agree? I, I think we would all agree. I think it was Rick Roy who says it this way sin has a kick but then the kickback is always worse so we're going to talk about today about breaking a bad habit how do you break a bad habit now a good habit we said what what do you do you make it easy and you make it obvious now not not completely easy but as easy as possible so i'm not going to try and run 10 miles i'm going to try and run one mile and I make it evious, easy, obvious. I'm going to say, this is when I'm going to do it. You know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever. Uh, when I get home from work or whatever sits your schedule. Make it easy, make it obvious. So what do you do for a bad habit? How do you stop a bad habit? You make it difficult to do. You make it difficult to do. easiest illustration I can think of is this. If you're one of these people that push the snooze button three times. It's easy to do. It's right next to your bed. So move it across the room. And everybody's thinking. I'm not going to do that. right? (laughs) Because you've got to get out of bed. To go and push the snooze button. Then you're already up. And hopefully you'll stay up. Instead of crawling back into the bed. Um, So you make it difficult to do. The bad habit. Because. Bad habits are like energy; it depletes your willpower. So it's so easy to just push the snooze, but it's a lot harder to go across the room. Uh, Proverbs, kind of a, it is a book of wisdom, has, say, says this about: Do not start down the road of the wicked. The first step is easy. Right? Bad habits are easy to start but it leads to heartache, leads to negative futures. Do not go along the way of evildoers. And we talked about this habit loop thing. Uh, Works for good habits, works for bad habits. There's a trigger that results in some action and then there's the reward or the payoff. So, in a bad habit, I... Snooze goes off, that's a trigger for me. An alarm goes off for me to push the snooze button. <laughs> that's the action. The reward is I get five more minutes in the bed. Uh, that's pretty easy to understand. Uh, so if we make the trigger to get out of the bed, uh, the action then is you've got to get up. And the reward is now you're up, and hopefully you'll stay up. So how do you break a bad habit? You remove the trigger and interrupt the action. So whether it's that or some other habit you might have, you move the trigger. Now, experts tell us there are five major triggers. Place, time, mood, moment, and people. Let's talk about those one at a time. Actually, we're going to talk about place and time (laughs) together. Place and time. Um, For example, You probably don't overeat at the gym. You go to the gym, you probably don't take a bunch of donuts with you to eat. I'm going to talk about donuts in a minute. Uh, You probably uh, don't smoke pot in the back of the church sanctuary. Uh, Time and place. On the negative side, maybe you don't uh, drink too much um, at home, but you do when you go to a party. Some people maybe watch it when they're at a party, but they drink too much at home. Uh, Most people, I don't think anybody probably, watches pornography with their spouse next to them. Uh, So it's about time and place. I'll give you examples from Scripture. David, who was a man after God's own heart, we would say a very spiritual person. And we read in 2 Samuel chapter 11 what happens to him. In the spring of the year, when kings normally go out to war, he's a king. He should be going out to war. This year, he decided not to go. We don't know the reason. So, however, David stayed behind in Jerusalem. You know what happens immediately after that? He walks out on his porch. He sees a woman taking a bath. He's attracted to her. He's the king. He can do anything he wants. He says, bring her to me. He has sex with her, even though she's married. And then he wants to try and get out of this. She gets pregnant. So he tries to to cover it up, and eventually has her husband killed. And he had no way of knowing how costly it was going to be. The child eventually was born and then dies. Eventually, one of his sons uh, overthrows his, his, the kingdom, and he has to run for his life. All because, why? He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. If he had gone off to war like he should have, or normally would have, None of that would have happened. So you and I at times are in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, next is uh, mood. Mood. Uh, most of you probably are familiar with halt. Uh, these are moods that you and I need to be careful about. And uh, these are times you and I are more vulnerable to be doing the wrong thing or things we don't want to do or things we regret doing. First one's hungry. Most people know you shouldn't go to the grocery store when you're hungry. You can buy more, more and buy stuff you shouldn't. Um, some of us have combined these first two, right? I'm hangry. <laughs> uh, I get hungry and I get angry because I'm hungry. Uh, so when you get angry, be careful. Right? till you calm down. Um, lonely. Lonely or when you're feeling uh, like Nobody cares. And you have no deep connections and relationships. So you you do things you you wouldn't normally do. And then when you're just simply, when you're tired, it makes you more more vulnerable. Uh, When I'm tired, I'm more likely to not exercise. I'm too tired to exercise, whatever it might be. So that's mood. Uh, That's, the moods can be triggers. Another trigger is moments. Moments. So you have a, a, a spat with your spouse and ladies what happens when you do this is you get on the phone to your friend and you start husband we call it husband bashing or it could be worked the other way guy can get on the phone with his buddies and and wife bash so that trigger is when I have this argument with my spouse I call uh, my friend and, con- and complain about that uh, maybe you flunk <laughs> flunk a class in school so that that's that's a trigger for you to go out and and, and smoke a weed. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of things that can happen in a certain moment. A certain thing happens. This is, it triggers you to do something else. So it can be moments. And then a biggie, of course, is people. People. People are a big trigger, right? And Scripture puts it this way. One who walks with the wise becomes wise, but whoever keeps company with fools only hurts himself. Somebody did a study of thousands of people over 30 years, and they found that if one of your best friends is overweight, you have a 57% chance of being overweight. And they didn't give me the statistics in the study, but if you're a person that uh, is in shape, most likely your best friends are people that are in shape. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Walk with the wise, become wise. Keep company with fools and only hurt yourself. Keep company with people that stay in shape, you stay in shape, and vice versa. People are so important. It is almost impossible to live right the right life, excuse me, when you have the wrong friends. Now friends are a gift. Uh, uh, I don't have a lot of friends outside of church people. I have acquaintances, but I only have friends. So I have people that can challenge me and help me grow spiritually. Um, I have some friends here that are runners. And so they help uh, me, encourage me to, to keep running. So friends are a gift. Scripture, again, this is pretty familiar to most people. and you, Maybe some people didn't know it was in the Bible. <laughs> Don't be so naive. There's another uh, saying you, you know well. It's the saying. Bad company corrupts, corrupts, corrupts good. Some translations say character. This translation, by the way, uses the word habits. Bad company corrupts good habits. Now, the opposite is also true. Good company prodot, pr- or promotes or help encourage good habits, like running or spiritual habits or whatever it might be. So, again, remove the trigger and you will interrupt the action. Snooze, we already talked about. Maybe you have trouble with uh, credit. You get rid of your credit cards. don't have any credit cards, you can't go into credit card debt. Uh, Look at things you shouldn't on the Internet. There's ways to block that, or or you have a password that only your spouse or somebody else uh, can uh, let you in on it. So you move the trigger, and it interrupts the action, So how do you break a bad habit? Make it difficult to do or more difficult to do. And then find something else to do. Now before I go any further, sometimes our bad habits are severe enough that we need extra help. We need to do counseling, we need to go on rehab, whatever it might be. Uh, So that's something you might do. But we can't live in a vacuum. So if you normally have this habit, do something else at that time. So, maybe in the evening you sit down and eat, you know, junk food in front of the TV. <laughs> uh, maybe in the evening you need to start working out. And so, while you're working out, you're not going to be eating junk food. Find something else to do. Or call up a friend or get involved in a ministry. Or I'm starting a, 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 a Bible class, a course on uh, the book of John. Uh, that's something positive that, that, that I can do. Because in reality we're talking about this and we're finishing up today is that habits that you have today will shape who you become tomorrow. Good habits, five, ten years from now, if I'm taking care of my body, I'll be in pretty, pretty good health ten, five, ten years from now. If I'm not taking good care of my health, I'm going to have health issues five or ten years from now. That's just a reality. Financially, if I'm not being responsible with my finances five years, ten years down the road, I'm going to be in real financial issues. Um, And the thing we don't realize, and that's why we're talking about this, is that the cost of not addressing this topic, to not developing good habits and not stopping bad habits, the cost to us are... Financial future, our health future, our relationship future, and, of course, our spiritual future, our spiritual relationship with God. So, do you like the direction that your habits are taking you? Some of them, yes, obviously. Some of them, no. So, again, not on the what, but the who. Based on what you want, um, want to become or who you want to become. What one habit do you need to stop? Again, pick one, or maybe you're convicted by, by God about one, and then replace it. Uh, one, one issue I have to address if we talk about habits, and, and we talked about it a little bit the first week when we read from Romans chapter 7. But I feel so weak. You know, I, I've tried to break this habit, I've tried to break this habit, I've tried to break this habit, I've tried to start this habit, I've tried to start this habit. <laughs> so a little encouragement from God's Word. Uh, Paul's in Corinthians wrote this. I am well pleased with weakness. Okay, you can be okay with weakness. In fact, we all struggle. We all have weaknesses. Specifically for weakness for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, that means in human strength, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. So it's okay. I can't do this. But with God's help, all things are possible. Talked about that last week. So all things are possible. I failed and I failed and I failed, but this time, with God's help, I can succeed. Because Jesus dwells within us, or within me. Jesus in me is stronger than, than the wrong desires. Jesus in me can give me the power to be disciplined, to say no to this or to say no to that. Another place, Paul writes this Any temptation you face will be nothing new. So, whatever bad habits you have, uh, it's nothing new. Lots of us struggle with those same things. But God is faithful even though we're weak, God is faithful and He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can handle. Now, if you're not a Jesus follower, you've got to do with your own willpower. But those of us that are, we're promised power. We talked about we're no longer slaves to sin, but slaves to righteousness. I can do what God wants me to do. But He is always, He will always provide a way of escape so that you'll be able to endure and keep moving forward. Keep making progress. So every one of those 5,600 steps at Samson was an opportunity to stop and reevaluate, stop and turn around, stop and do something different. It's the same thing with you and I. So never underestimate how God can start something special through something small. I talked about this last week. We want to have victories. So anytime we are obedient to what we feel God wants us to do, or what scripture tells us to do. Hey, that's a, yeah, I won that, and I won there, and I won there. Now, you know, I've got this bad habit, I messed up over here, but I have more victories than I have defeats. And so we have a upward spiral, or a positive spiral. Uh, Parents, you do this. Your kids, whether it's they're playing soccer and they kick a goal, you you cheer for them and say, hey, well done. Good grades in school, great. places they may fall short, you would say, hey, okay, we need, I, I want to help you. I want to work on this. So when we start to do these small things, they're going to re-identify your identity. So if I'm describing myself, I'm a trail runner, a trail jogger now, <laughs> the speed I go, <coughs> because I run on the trail. Couldn't do it this week, snow. So uh, our son, who's a guitar player in the praise band, he, we could call him a musician. Um, Eric's a drummer. <laughs> I don't know if he likes to be identified that way, but that's part of his identity. Hopefully, those of us that are um, committed to Jesus, Jesus followers, we are men and women of God. That's how people would identify us. We would identify ourselves. So when we start to do these small things, they redefine our identity. I'm not an overweight person. I'm not an out of shape person. I'm not an unspiritual person. I'm not a, you know, a, a financially responsible person. We want our identity to be, be these things that are honoring to God. <clears throat> so I'll simply ask you the question, do you want to be defined by your good habits or your bad habits? Which do you want to define you? Now, you and I all have to make that... Individual choice. So I think about we're going to think about it two different ways, based on what or who you want to become. What good habit do you need to start? This was last week's, and maybe you did it, maybe you didn't. Uh, if you didn't, obviously, hopefully you'll do it this week this is critical to our outcome, our futures, and based on what you want, or who you want to become how you want to be identified, what one bad habit do you need to stop? What is it? Is it something to do with food, money, relationships with other folks, or maybe a relationship with God? So that's the This series, hopefully it's been helpful to you. It's really been helpful to me. And we're gonna start a new series next week and hopefully you'll join us. Let's pray. Father God, thank you. We thank you for your the wisdom in your word. Uh, Bad company corrupts good habits or good character. But good company, good friendships, can uh, encourage good habits or good character. And We want to be identified at, by our good qualities, our good habits. Uh, Jesus followers, uh, uh, a lover of God, a lover of people, uh, financially responsible, uh, physically healthy, uh, mentally healthy, uh, whatever it might be. So we thank you that you promise us, as Jesus followers, the power to say no to bad habits, <laughs> even though maybe we have had big defeats in the past. So let us claim that promise and have victory. And let us think about the things, uh, the good changes we've made in our lives. And let that be an encouragement for us to spiral up, spiral into good and better character and habits.